As a confidant and coach to business leaders, I know a lot of people who are rich and miserable and those on the opposite side of the spectrum. So let's pull it all together, shall we? We'll explore the intersection between wealth and joy. We'll look at the psychology, spirituality, and practicality of money, plus some of the things that make up a truly lucrative lifestyle. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucra Life. Hey, hey, my friends, I am here today with one of my dear friends. I can't wait to introduce you to her. Bettina Gordon is a journalist, an author, a mama, an online course creator, a certified mental strength trainer, and even more, 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 more special to me than all of those lovely things is she is a phenomenal, badass woman who has been a longtime friend and business acquaintance and all these other things. Bettina, welcome to the show. Man, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really, I'm super happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, I am so excited because most specifically because you have had a lot going on recently, say in the last few months or so, and we're going to cover all of the things about your history and what you've done and what you've achieved and where you've come from, all of that stuff. But I want to start with this. Not that long ago, you took lucrative courses and you blew your results out of the water as far as I was concerned. There were a bunch of students in that class. Some people had spectacular results. Some people kind of, you know, are, are working toward the spectacular results. You were one that had spectacular results. But here's the question that I want to start with. You and I have known each other for a long time now. And I have been on your ass for a long time now about putting yourself out there in a bigger way. Why now? Very good question. A question I had asked myself multiple times too. Two, two part of the answer. I think the first one really is that sometimes we need to hear something so many times until it finally clicks, until one reaches a point where, where it's really, okay, it's now or never. It's okay, now I get it. Okay, there's something right now that was not right before. Something that is like we sometimes just hear, need to hear things more often than once in our case, multiple times, because it's a true, you were on my behind for a long time. And I think this time around, it really clicked. And the reason why it really clicked was, I have been on the journey of entrepreneurship online for may, way more many years than I would like to admit. However, up until now, I was this woman all by myself, the lonely wolf who does everything. And I consumed a lot of courses and I attended a lot of webinars and everything, but I was home alone. And doing this all home alone was too tough for me to really take that step that I was able to take because of your course. The, the second part to the answer is really that I had, because I took your course, the opportunity to create together with you in real time and not just consume more information. I mean, we all have so many courses. I mean, I'm sure everybody that is listening in, in today had bought courses in the past and even didn't even look at them, you know, let alone finish them. 
But what was so different with the, the lucrative courses with you was it was a small group, it was run live, and we had the possibility to interact with you as much as we wanted to. Like sometimes I really felt even in, in, in our interaction, I'm like, oh, I don't want to dominate the conversation here, even though I sometimes did, because I was so eager to ask you the questions. The questions and then the, you had so many great insights. You just said, oh yeah, you do this and you do that. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's that simple, but I've never thought about it that way. So that made all the difference in the world. And I, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. And do you remember I was asking you, when are you putting on the course? When are you putting on the course? Because you had said to, to us in the Lucra Collective, you know, which are two, two different. One is the membership that I belong to and the other one is the course that I did with you. You said in the collective, sell your course before you create it. Yes. And I have heard that before. Of course, you know, I've been in the world for many years. However, this time I was like, okay, yes, let's do it. But come on, create that course. Let's get this going. So I wanted to, you, I wanted you to put on the course so I could ask you all the questions needed because I was all of a sudden completely sold on the idea. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create it before it's even sold. And here's the reason why. I am a trained journalist. I picked this profession on purpose because it gives me a lot of, um, like I'm very curious and it gives me a lot of opportunity to ask questions, to experience new people, to learn and to do all of this, yeah? So I thrive and get energy from interaction, yeah? So sitting back and doing something from home alone, creating a course, there is no deadline. There is no incentive for me to do that. And that's why I was dragging my, 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 what's the expression? My butt, I was dragging my whatever for years, for years. But now, but when you said, okay, create, uh, sell it before you create it, I put myself under a deadline. I put myself, I created my own deadline because of that. Yeah. And I did it simultaneously while going through the course with you, or, or I think the course was a little bit before that. And then at the, in, some, somewhere in the middle, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I put it out and I sold the course. I had paying, paying uh, participants long before I even, I had not created even one video. I had sold the course before I created even one video. And Mindy, I'm telling you, those four weeks that I ran the course with a, live component as you had suggested i should do were one of the most invigorating months that i had in the last few years because i wow. had the deadline absolutely absolutely i had the deadline i was thinking about it i was creating i was editing i remember i released every wednesday i released the module the new module for the upcoming week and i tell you um i got all the videos done uploaded i needed to work out all the back end the kachabi the setting up the membership and so on you know it's like it, it's a whole whole other thing and i had uploaded all the videos but then at three o'clock in the morning on wednesday i got up because i hadn't written any text underneath the videos yet there was no copy you know so i got up at 3 a.m to have everything ready when it went out at 8 a.m on wednesday and that may sound like a super nightmare for somebody, 
you know, for many, many listeners maybe, but it was so right for me. I had such a good time. I had the best time at three o'clock in the morning, sitting there with my cup of coffee, my family was sleeping. And I'm like, oh yes, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this, let's do this. I gave me so much energy and so much joy. It was really the perfect way for me to do that. And I did it because I knew if I run into any big trouble or anything, I could reach out. You'd be there and be there and help or the community could be there and help, you know? That is a wonderful, wonderful community that you build. We have the opportunity to share whatever question we have, either in the Facebook group or in the Telegram group. And, you know, everybody is answering or whoever sees it and there's a lot of interaction. And then you come in also and offer your answers. And so for me, I knew you had my back. And so I was able to put myself under the deadline that was so necessary for me and who I am and the way my, my brain works and how I tick. It was so complimentary that all of a sudden, yes, I did it. I sold it. I had a wonderful time getting up four, four times at three o'clock in the morning to finish <laughs> before 8 a.m. I must say next time, maybe I have a few, I have the outline better prepared. <laughs> Well, now you know. Weeks, I got a little tired. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but that was perfect for me. So it was the combination of putting myself under the deadline by selling the course before it was created and knowing I, there's somebody I can go to. If really the SH, the SHIT hits the fan, you can say I'm it. Not alone. <laughs> Even if the, or not if, but when, when or if the shit hits the fan, I know I have somebody to go to. And that made all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. And so I did it and I loved it. Well, I loved it too, because I remember getting voice texts from you being like, Mindy, I just got paid this much money. And oh my God, I just remember what you said. You said, that is not an insignificant amount to me. And I was like, that's freaking amazing because all you did, all you did, and I want all the listeners to be so clear about this, is we don't have anything special or magical. All we're doing is pulling together stuff that we've learned, stuff that we've experienced, stuff that we can help others then go through and then offering it in such a way as to say, hey, I'm gonna create an online course or program or whatever you're gonna call it and send it out to the people. And I loved, loved, loved that energy that you got through that experience. So here's what that leads me to. Because you are a very, very busy person, you have a very active child, you have an active marriage, there's a lot of stuff that you need to handle in life how do you find that balance of is it do you have to get up at 3 a.m to find some peace and quiet or how do you navigate with all the things going on family-wise all the things you want to go on business-wise and even let me add in mm-hmm. health health you have had some significant oh, yes. health challenges can you speak to just how do you get it all together yeah let me let me maybe unravel that question from, from the first thing that you said. Sure. 
um, about entrepreneurship and how I got my busy life. How, how do I do busy life and entrepreneurship? I noticed something significant that I wanted to bring up here is that everybody needs to do entrepreneurship the way it works for the personality. Like for me, again, as the journalist, this is in my nature. I love a deadline. I love myself a good deadline. So for me, that really brought out the best in me and I could get up at three o'clock in the morning and be not tired. It did not matter, yeah? However, because I have a busy life, yeah? If I don't have the deadline to do what I, what I need to do in business, I can also go the other way. Be too busy with every, everything else if I don't have the deadline and then the business falls to the wayside. For some people, their personality, it works well to do something every day and they would you know, prepare that course over the, I don't know, they would create their modules and so on or just the, the outline, the modules over the course of a few weeks and months before they even start selling. This is not me. This is not the way I, 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 I can do that. I want to do it in connection with other people. I want to have my deadline. And then it's not a question of balance. It's a question of energy. Mm, so good. It's a question of energy. I can have days, weeks, months of high energy in business and don't get tired because it feeds my soul. Yeah. It gives me joy. I mean, I don't get, I don't get tired. Yeah. I can do like the spurts is great. And then, you know me, I love to travel. And then I take a month off and take my child and go someplace. And my husband comes, you know, how many weeks he can take off. So we all, we, we all do that. I have my downtime, but for me, this really, really works well. Uh, and better if I don't have that sort of pressure, I need a little bit of pressure or a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's so interesting. I love what you're talking about because it's so the same for me. You know that I will batch things and kind of get everything done and work hard yes. for a bit and then either take a month off or just do whatever. And that, so me too, I'm like, that is exactly how I work. And entrepreneurship is the only thing that can serve that because if you and I had quote regular jobs, yeah, no, we, we would be, miserable and we would probably suck at them <laughs> yes yes most likely and just because you brought it up so i finished the course the last live module was on a saturday and on sunday 3 a.m in the morning my my husband my son and i were on the way to the airport to fly to panama to central america for all places out of all places to fly to panama for a during few. a global pandemic <laughs> yes <laughs> That cannot stop us. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. cannot stop us. And so there, there's the downtime to I think everybody needs to do entrepreneurship the way that is right for them and their personality. So for me, this interaction with you means that means the difference. That means the difference. I don't want to have another course that I just passively consume and then don't have the opportunity to ask question in real time and with real life and you know real answers not customer service where I get back at an answer maybe even two hours later or a day later but then they didn't understand what I meant and then I have to send another email and so this just doesn't matter. so entrepreneurship you have to do the way that that fits your personality and I believe and you, you and I we spoke about this in the past as well we need to do life the way it works for us 100 percent 
Yes, we need to we need to know who we are, what's good for us, what makes us tick, and then live a life according to what's right for us. And if you're in a partnership, what's right for you and your partner, and then your child's less children. Yeah. And but and not use use them as an excuse to just live inside the box, you know, they, that says, okay, do this and this and this and that and say, oh, I can't live out my dream because I have a child or because I have a husband, yeah? Don't use it as an excuse. If you know who you are, you have to live into who you are. Otherwise, what is life for? It's going to be miserable. It's going to be miserable. And who wants that? And who wants that? And uh, you brought up my, my health journey, which again is such a uh, testimonial that you need to do whatever challenge comes your way in the way that's fitting your personality. Yeah. So in 2018, out of nowhere, so I'm, um, you know, so what, how old was I? So in my 40s, and you need to go and get a mammogram, and I did it, and then, you know, and they said a biopsy, and I do the biopsy. And I didn't think about anything because I'm super healthy. I got this, I'm rocking life and so on. So I didn't go to the hospital, you know, to get my, to get my results because I don't have cancer anyway. So, you know, and by the way, they forgot to call me. Coincidentally, I'm closer to the hospital a few, a few weeks later after, after the, the biopsy. And I say to my friend, Hey, Michelle, can you stop here? Just run up and get my results. I'll be right down. And lo and behold, the young doctor there, I said to her, yeah, you would have called me if anything would go, well, would be wrong. Yeah. And she says to me, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, no, there's something wrong. And she gives me the piece of paper with the results. And she, she hands it over and says, no, 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 you have uh, breast cancer. And I blurred out loud. I said, but I don't do cancer. I do health. <laughs> So I was like, seriously. And she was a young dog and she looked at me and she didn't, you know, with the big eyes, she didn't know what to say. I'm sure that was it's not the reaction that you usually get. She was like, right. and, uh, no, no, it's true. It's true. And she pointed to what's the results. I mean, uh, now I can laugh about it. In that moment, it was not that, um, that funny, but now it is. And I learned that my cancer journey, I had to do it my way. I had to do it my way whatever comes up in your life you have to know who you are and how you want to deal with things according to your character to your values to your 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 energy level like for me i immediately went and hired a cancer coach up until this point i didn't even know they exist but i you know so i wanted to not just do the western world treatment that is rather limited it's the surgery, it's the chemo and the radiation. Although I just listened to something last night, I listened to all kinds of health uh, podcasts. And so there are new, new things coming, coming about. So the allopathic medical world is uh, hopefully offering in the future more, more treatments than what was available to me four years ago. And so I always wanted to do the complementary uh, medicine and then, um, I found out, and this polarity is also very interesting. And I see this coming up in the world right now. Um, so I had my alternative cancer coach. It was all about natural healing, which I think very highly about. And it was, or highly off. And in, on the other end, it's the, it's the medical world. Top doctors, lovely people. 
like my search engine used to be in the Air Force and in in uh, in uh, in Iran and whatever she did. And really, a kick is lovely woman, you know, my my search engine. But these two worlds, they were like pitted against each other somehow. They said one thing, the, the medical world, the, the allopathic world said one thing, the alternative world said something other, and they were not coming together. And you as the patient in the middle think like, hello, can you guys find any common ground here? Exactly. Can you do something together? Like, hello, I am the one with, can with cancer, can I please have, and like one, one world was talking badly about the other and vice versa. And I'm like, hey, come on people. So I, I, I went through my journey the way that, uh, that was right for me. I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. I talk to my, my, my clients and such. Don't let anybody pressure you into something that you know in your heart of hearts, in your bones, in your soul, in your core, that's not right for you. And you may arrive at what was suggested at the beginning. You may arrive there because I did, but I was at peace with it. It was my choice, it was my decision, and I was at peace with it. And what I learned from this journey takes me, like, I think it'll serve me for, for decades to come because I am an even more fierce advocate for anybody to say, no, don't try to pressure me into anything that I know is not right. So doing life the way that is right for you, I, I really come to believe this is the only way. And I had to learn this also for entrepreneurship. Like I used to beat myself up. It's like, oh, why didn't I do that? And I should be doing this. And why don't I have this? And why don't I have that? And just re recently, <laughs> in the last few months, I realized also, hey, I was not true to my nature. I tried to fit myself in, in, in a, uh, what is that, the square and the round peg or the other way around? Everybody knows what I'm trying to say here. I tried to, to do that and it wasn't working and it cost me years, most likely. It cost me years. But now that I, I've come to that place where I'm right now to really honor who I am and do entrepreneurship moving forward the way that is best for me. And also then this is what gives me the results, meaning this is what gives me the results. I've been like, you know, I went, my husband and I met at an internet, an online marketing seminar in 2006 in New York City, 2006. Yeah, that's only 16 years later and I'm already getting the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, to, to that point, exactly. There is not, not solely doing it your way, which I, you know, 100% agree with, but there's also that matter of timing because timing is everything. And I think we, we can so easily, many of us, beat ourselves up for not being at a certain level by a certain time. But yes, we probably had other things going on or different things pulling at our attention throughout that phase that the timing was not yet right. And then when it is, it is, which is awesome. Yes, yes. And I think you very much speak to, to that, what I believe so strongly as well, is that it's never too late. Like I look at my own life, I look at my own life and my 40s were super, super busy. So I became a mom in my 40s. 
I wrote my first book, you know, as a journalist, I wanted to write, I thought when I was 22, I thought like, oh, I'm going to write books. And I had attempts to do that in the past. You know, it's not that I didn't try, but it didn't come about. They came about my best-selling book, The Joy of Later Motherhood, came about when I was 46. Because you were a mother later in life and could then speak so clearly to that. Yes, I all of a sudden also had a reason to, to, to write this book and help other women who wanted to become mothers a little later in life. And so I had also a mission and it was like, and I'm changing the narrative, how people are thinking about women getting older and their ability. And, and you know, I'm totally against this whole ageism thing that's out there, especially towards, towards women. I'm like, oh, hell no, we're changing the narrative. And for me, the first thing that I did is, 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 write, is write the book. I was like, so motivated and I'm like I had a bigger a bigger thing I want to change the narrative about what it means to get older as a woman I want to change that and that was a big motivation that I could do the book and bring it to the market and have the publishing house and so on so I had the book and then I had the cancer it's so funny because I am very much attracted to that conversation about getting better with age and doing more of yourself and your your like I, this is me, like in my full, what did you say? The badass. I love that. Thank you very much. The, the, the maverick, the, the person who is doing life on her own terms. And I believe we need this more and more in this world. Women in the forties and fifties are called to maybe great, great things like multi-million dollar companies can, are started every single day women like in, in, in that age group and, and beyond. We have so much more to do, so much more to give. We have a different mindset about what it means to, to age and become older and better. I really believe that so strongly. Yeah. Oh, it's too, never sure. too late. Yeah, exactly. Don't I mean don't tell me that you're getting too old. I'm like hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's there's so much there to be looked at and to be explored. And Yes, I could not have done that 20 years ago. I don't know what's first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, did I get older and then become so interested in this conversation because I am there or would have been interesting to me to begin with that, that I don't know, but it doesn't matter. For me, this is like getting, getting older is a, is a fascinating conversation, a fascinating topic. And this is also what I, what I focus on going forward and want to bring more into this world this this younger with age better with age yeah just really changing the narrative what we think about us women getting older who the hell cares what other people think about us it's what really is important is what we think about ourselves well you are a living example of that of figuring that out as you go and then just sharing that with others which is so so beneficial how does the idea of wealth come into play in all this? Because you know me, this is always a, a, a topic of interest in my life because of all the crazy challenges I went through earlier. As you're now developing this business and, and strengthening that voice and living more authentically to who you are, how does money come into the picture? You're asking a question that I usually don't speak about. <laughs> but Perfect. Yes, exactly. Thank you. The question about wealth, to contemplate that question now that I'm 
entering my 50s is a, is a very interesting one to contemplate because on one, on one side, I would love to run, build and run a company with like a seven figure company. Saying that out loud, a seven figure company, I would love to do that. And in my heart of hearts, I know I can do that and I can do it well. And yet at the same token, I need to balance this or not, I don't need to balance this at all, but it comes up the, oh, but you haven't done that the last 20 or 30 years. What makes you think you can do it now? You know, that kind of, of doubt that I think maybe comes also with age that you look back at, the, at your life thinking, oh, that did not really come about the way I thought it would. You know, part of it is much better, but other parts are like, oh, that didn't really work out that well. Or that didn't really pan out the way I had thought my life is going to go when I was 20 years old. So I do understand when, when uh, people, women and men, it doesn't matter, look back thinking, oh, it hasn't worked in the past. Why would it work now? Yeah. So these, these questions or these doubts that are coming up, but I think I'm way better prepared to step into that, that it, it's like, it's, it's an energy. It's a power, it's an energy. When you really say, okay, I would like to make the impact that then results in a cushy bank account. Yeah, I would like to do that. That's why we are also like, I'm participating in, uh, in, in your program, what, what, we, what we are doing together, Andy, what is it called, Money Monday? <laughs> yeah. To change or shift the relationship that I have with money to make this possible, to, to, uh, to grow a company and uh, to grow it in a way that one day when I'm 70 and I look back and I think like, I am so glad I did that. Yes. I am so glad I did that. This is what I want that in 20 years from now, I look back at today and say, oh, that was good. <laughs> you know what else I'm glad about is that some of those dreams and hopes and desires from when we were in our 20s mm -hmm. didn't work out. Because if they had, then we would have missed out on so many other crazy, interesting, creative opportunities that... Some were lovely, some were challenging, but yet all of them developed us into who we are today. And without those things, you know, if we could have just mapped out our life, we would have made it so darn easy that mm. we would be soft. We would probably not be as smart as we are. <laughs> like we certainly wouldn't be as tough. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things created exactly where we are today, which then, then means that yes, we can go forward and create the ongoing dream, whether that's a seven-figure company, whether that's whatever it is, writing more books, creating more courses, etc. It's all so, so, so good. And I'm just so excited to have been a part of, not even to have been a part of, I mean, you did all the work. Let me, let me take that back and just say to have watched and witnessed your journey, because I know there have been hard parts. I know there have been exciting parts. I know there have been all the different things. And yet, like I said earlier, I get these voice texts from you in celebration mm -hmm. of what you did. And I'm like, yes, woman, go. <laughs> it is so, so 
Awesome. So here's what I want to know from you. We didn't mention what your course was that you taught. I want to talk about that mm -hmm. and what's next. So my, huh, so we mentioned that I had my child uh, slightly later in life. I was the, at the age of 44, which for me, I'm, I'm third generation of women who have the children in the 40s. That there was like, for me, it's like, of course you have a child in your 40s. When else would you have it? And I wanted to really write a book and sharing the joy of later motherhood when I started researching and I realized, Mindy, this is really, this is what I mentioned it before. This is what pissed me off. I started researching for the book and I realized that there is so much negativity and so much ageism coming towards women of the advanced maternal age. That's the expression when you're 35 plus, then when you get pregnant, it's a geriatric pregnancy. It, and it's it's really called that. That's crazy. A geriatric pregnancy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And when I, you know, I became so aware of what's going on really in this world that I, that I got, I got so mad about this. I'm like, how can it be that millions of women who one day will make the best mothers a child could ever yes. wish for because they're older, yeah, because they have life, ex life experience, because they're settled, because, because, because they will, they will make the best mothers a child could wish for. But these women are made to feel guilty and shameful and not enough and can't do it anymore. You waited too long and blah, blah, blah. You can't be doing it. It's going to be difficult. And so they, they, they are judged against, not because there's something wrong with the bodies, because we have no idea that if this is true or not, simply because of a number of their age. And any woman is like, you are 35 and now all of a sudden you're in, in this advanced maternal age bracket and the doctor will treat you very differently than, it, than you, he or she would have done just a year ago. And we're all lumped together in a big group. Does not matter of where we grew up, how we grew up, what is our lifestyle, what is our physicality, nothing. The prejudice is just against our age. And so this is when, when I set out to write the book, The Joy of Little Motherhood, to really give us women the opportunity to look at this very, very differently. Yeah, I wanted, there's only this one narrative and I wanted to change that. And in finding this foothold in that conversation of ageism, I realized this is really lovely to do. I like, to, I like speaking about getting older and empowering, especially women to think about this very differently because it's ridiculous. The ideas that we have and the language around and the prejudices and such. And I'm like, no, let's completely change that. Nobody's going to change it for us. Nobody. Yeah. And I'm not spending my time convincing anybody to say, hey, you talk about this differently. So I said, no, I, I don't care about that. The change can only come from the inside out and what I am thinking and the way how I am living my life and the, the, the role model that I can be. And I want to bring that forward. So the, the, the course is all about what I've learned about later motherhood. It's a lot of mindset. It's shifting the perspective radically, yeah, ra radically. And uh, looking at pregnancy from the, with the three pillars, the mind, which I'm talking about a lot, and then the physicality a little bit, because that's usually covered by everybody else anyway. And there's also the spiritual aspect of it. So the course is my, so to, so to speak, my baby, yeah, because I don't want to do the one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. That's why I created the course to have it out there and have 
the possibility to really change women's lives. I mean, children are born, which find which <laughs> yes. I find amazing, yeah, because I was able to help the mother mother a little bit on her journey. It's like she does it, she does everything anyway, but if I could guide her a little bit and then babies are born, this is a, an incredibly beautiful, beautiful uh, experience for me. And moving on for me, what's coming in the future, I want to expand from the later motherhood to the better with age and younger with age. It's a combination of both because when I look with my health history of having had cancer once, and I don't call myself a survivor, I don't like, I never took the diagnosis on as something other than just a snapshot of my health in that particular moment in time. Yeah, I love that. That I had to deal with in that particular moment in time, but I'm not taking it into my future. When I look at, um, like what is it that I want to experience moving forward in my life? It's like, is it really to focus on my looks? You and I, we had this conversation before we, we hit the record button that I had a, an issue with my hair does not matter. So vanity came up. So yes, I will always be vain. And I'm proud to admit it. Yes, vanity will be with me until, I don't know, I'm 110. Do you want to know what Sean and I used to say? Sean and I used to say, we're just vain enough. <laughs> meaning, okay. meaning like we don't work out all the time. We don't have anything perfect. We're going to eat ice cream and whatever, but we're just vain enough so that we wouldn't gain like 500 pounds, you know, all of this. So it's, we're just vain enough to like keep it somewhat balanced. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm vain enough and then some. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't want this to be the metric that I measure myself against, you know, when, when I get older, that would be stupid. Yeah. So it's like, why, why, why would I do that? But what, so what is it? It's energy. It's life force. Yeah. It's health. Like seriously, you can have a woman entering a, a room with other people, you know, at some point it's going to be happening again. And she turns your head because of the way she walks, she holds herself. It does not matter how old she is. Yes, it matters maybe what she's wearing and such, yeah? But she's holding herself differently. She, she, she arrives, yeah? And what is that? That is not, does she have wrinkles or not? That is life force. This is, does she live a life that's uniquely hers, is stimulating to her, brings her joy, brings her happiness, brings her energy? That's what it is. This is, this is what, what I, so for me, like younger with age is all about that. And it does have, of course, the aspect of health in there too. Like I did a telomere test four years ago, um, measuring my biological age. And then um, again, I did a blood test now, just a few months ago, my, my biological age, the age of my body, yeah? is nine years younger than my chronological age. And also, okay, the tests are not completely comparable because again, one was a blood test to measure the telomeres at the end of the, of the DNA. And the other one was a regular blood test, but it also shows that in the last three years, my body only aged one year. 
And that is something that I find super, super interesting. I want to talk more about to, to other women, like what is it that you measure against? And for me to have this vitality, to look after my body, keep it as functioning, highly functioning, optimal functioning, like, it, like a younger person's body is important to me. Like I don't ever want to deal with cancer or any of the other diseases in my life. So moving forward, this is, this is my, my focus. It goes, it goes beyond the, the later motherhood and it ties in with that too. Because, you know, if you want to have a child later on in life, you also need to think about this. How mm -hmm. to turn back the clock or stop the clock from going so quickly with your biological age. Like how your, your cells are aging, how your body is doing. And this is, this is, yeah, my, I love this. I love this, Mindy, to just talk about it and re, like, it's, I find it so energizing and invigorating. And we are completely shifting what we think about and what we can do about beca becoming wiser, sager. Mm. Not, not just, not older, but sager, like from sage, sager. I love that. So is this going to be another book? A course, a summit. What what's what's happening next in your in your oh, entrepreneurial? Um, I noticed. Yeah, I need to speak more than I write, so it's not going to be a book. I would like, you know, I have this YouTube channel that until now was under the. It's never too late. So I'm going to do more videos, more interviews with experts. A summit, absolutely. Yeah, that is that is on the horizon for me, and then packaging this all up into a course so that women can can have like one package that says okay if you really want to get younger with age here are the 10 most important steps for you to take i'm a journalist you know everybody can go and research until the cows come home and do it themselves but i am a trained journalist i mean that's what what the, that that is my my business yeah mm -hmm. to look for all the sources interview the experts and then bring Bring, make this whole conversation, which is rather complex because it's not just health. It's about passion. It's about what, what kind of purpose do you pursue? Are you doing the thing that you love? How happy are you? Are you pursuing something of meaning in your life? You know, it's not just about the sleep, the what, what, what we drink, how, how, how long we sleep. It's not just the quality of, of the food that we eat, but really the life that we live. And so bringing this all together and then, of course, creating a course out of it is the logical step that I would like to take and, and take this whole world that is, take this whole conversation that can be rather overwhelming. I mean, just putting sleep into Google, into Dr. Google, and you're like, oh my God, where do we even start? Yeah. Um, but that's also, that's my training. I was, I was hired. I used to be hired by business magazines because they knew that I can look at a complex um, topic and distill it in the way that you can walk away thinking, oh, now I finally understood that. I finally know what to do. You know what I, what I hate to even tell you right now is what you're describing is coaching. <laughs> But I don't do it in the one-on-one -on -one setting. <laughs> Dear listener, I just have to let you in on a secret. I have been <laughs> on Bettina's case to become a coach for years. And she always, always is like, nope, don't like that. Don't want to do it. Not going to do it. All of this. And yet, and yet she is amazing at it. 
And she just basically described what coaching is. That being said, my dear, this has been an extraordinary conversation. I would like to leave our listeners with some information. If they would like to look you up or find your YouTube channel, where would you like to send them? Lovely. Yes, please. My website is bettinagordon.com and Bettina is spelled with B as a boy, E-T-T-I-N-A, G-O-R-D-O-N, bettinagordon.com. And if you go to YouTube, also please just look for, for Bettina Gordon or Bettina Gordon-Wayne and you'll find my channel. It is still under, it's never too late, but I made transition into into the younger with age soon. But you'll find me, you, YouTube and, and my website would be lovely. Perfect. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me today on this episode of The Lucre Life. You, as I said earlier, you're a shining example of possibility. And of course, I have a little bit of bias because you and I are friends. So I love seeing that and just sharing that. But more importantly, I love that you are an example. You are living out everything that you're talking about. You have taken this great amount of wisdom and compiled it and then are now recycling it for other people's benefit, which is so fantastic to watch. And I love that it lights you up so much. So again, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to shine my light and, I mean, seriously, and to stay healthy. I believe conversations like this where I show up, you know, I may not have the perfect words to express every thought that I have, but I think you can see how much that lights me up. And that is health for me. This is healthcare. This is like never dealing with cancer again. So thank you for the opportunity for me to show up like this and be healthy for the next hundred years to come. <laughs> Ready to make your dream your reality? Let's build your business so you can do what you are here to do. I invite you to join my inner circle, the Lucra Collective, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who got over the limiting belief that they needed to go it alone. Visit lucra.com to join today. That's L-U-C-R-A.com. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.